0: Welcome to Reactive, with your hosts, me, Raquel Velez, and Henning. Hello, hello. And Khalil, who will be with us at some very short period in the future, just as soon as he upgrades Skype.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Technology, it's so hard.
0: Oh my gosh, technology is so hard. Okay, so today I, I went on like, the shortest Twitter rant ever of two tweets um, (laughs) about how I am so fed up with UX in banking and government services. Oh, geez. It is infuriating. Yesterday I was trying to, I kid you not, there was, um, I'm trying to activate a bank card. You know, just your, just casual ATM debit card thing. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't, they would not let you uh, activate it online that was not an option. In order to activate, you had to call. Okay. So you call and and like you go through this whole prompt, you know, like if you would rather have it in Spanish, press, you know, two or whatever, like, I don't need it in Spanish. Just give it to me in English. Just let's just do this. And then it's like, okay, give us your card number. And like, okay, fine. That's fine. And then, and then they're like, okay, what are the last four digits of your social security number? And you're like, okay, fine, fine. Checking my identity. Cool. And then they spend like 45 seconds talking about how the next step is really, really important for you to change your PIN number because your PIN number is very important. So please be careful, watch out, because we're, we're about to ask you to set your PIN. And you're like, okay, fine. And then they're like, press one to set your PIN. And you press one. And then they're like, sorry, you're not calling from the phone number associated with your account. <laughs> Goodbye. And you're just like, what (laughs) what (laughs) nice so so i kid you not it took me an hour (laughs) an hour to activate a debit card
1: wow that's sad
0: screaming it doesn't it takes a lot to make me really angry it really does because i i like to think i'm pretty patient but this was unbelievable and then there was another website that i was on the other day or just this morning and every time you press the back button and so this was a government services website every time you press the back button it logs you out
1: (laughs) oh geez (laughs) i was
0: like where is the ux person yeah i don't understand i
1: I don't know i mean banks are notoriously bad um just you know yeah just to find what what you're trying to do in the interfaces in online banking is, is miserable usually. Um, But let me tell you, um, you know, come to Europe and try to do your online banking here. (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably much safer. No, no, no question about it, but you know, 45 minutes, that's nothing. If you need to have something changed, you have to wait for two days because it has to come in the mail. Yes, what? it comes It comes on paper. Any any change to your, I mean, here at least where I'm at, the bank I'm at with, change your password or whatever you want to do, it gets mailed to you on paper. Yes. And if you want to do any kind of transaction, you need this special little gadget that you stick your um, bank card, your ATM card into that has a special chip, and you have to ha- hold it up to your screen where a a barcode is flashing around, And then it gives you a six-digit security code that you have to enter in um, to make the transaction. So super safe, but convenient? No.
0: (laughs) Okay, you can't see me right now, but my (laughs) eyes are like as wide as saucers, and I'm just blinking. (laughs) I'm just blinking with incredulousness. Like, no, no, I cannot. I had to pay
1: 10 bills the other day. It took me an hour. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, so I I used to live in Italy. So I I remember, like, so I thought it was the most efficient thing ever, which I know is a little bit interesting that I'm talking about Italy. But in order to pay your bills, all you had to do was go to the post office. And then there were barcodes on every single one of your bills. And then you could just pay for it with like, you know, cash or a debit card or whatever right there in the post office. Now, what's not so efficient about Italy is that there's, like, a thousand-person line at the post office to do anything that you need to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, give and take. But I thought, I thought it was interesting that you could at least, you could just go to one place. Right. And yeah. you didn't have to worry about the internet or anything like that. You could just pay for it all right there. Uh, but, you know, you had to yeah. wait in line. So, every, every country
1: yeah. has their 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 thing. But yeah, I mean forty five minutes, yeah, just it, it does kind of suck, but Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> anyway,
0: moving along. So what the heck is Khalil? He's I,
1: uh he says he's slowly getting there. I guess he's trying to download Skype. <laughs> 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 oh
0: right. poor guy. Okay, so what else is happening? A lot of things have been going on this week, right? I mean yeah.
1: Yeah, we sort of oh. uh, um, uh, theorized about what was happening in uh, JavaScript land last week. Nothing.
0: And nothing nothing oh, happened. okay, okay, no. fine. No, there was, there was no... It's not like the internet broke or anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. I, I really wish I would have been like a fly on the wall in your office this last <laughs> week.
0: <laughs> well, what's amazing is I was working from home that day. So I also kind of wished I was on the wall. It was tense, <clears throat> but uh, all I'm gonna say to that, uh, besides all of the like, all the official statements that have gone out, um, you know, that's all there. Um, a, uh, could it have gone better? Yes, yes, it could totally have gone better. Uh, B, are are the people behind npm like? crazy overlords drunk with power? No. No, I promise they are all humans. They are humans just like you and me and um we're doing the best we can with the information that we've got, which in many at many moments and every single one of our lives, we do not have all of the information. We can never have all of the information and you know, you make the best decision you can with the information that you've got. And sometimes it's not the right decision or the best decision or the most optimal decision. Um, We have so many users and that is honestly kind of the best part of my job that I get to build tools uh, that so many people use and rely on every day. But the fact of the matter is you can't make everyone happy every single time. And trying to figure out what the best decision to make is it, you're never going to make everybody happy. And that sucks. Everybody, we would love to make everybody happy. We would absolutely love it. But there's always somebody, always somebody who's not going to be happy with it. And and their, their thoughts and reactions and feelings are just as valid as anybody else's. So it sucks. It sucks that things don't go everybody's way, but they can't. Um, so, I mean, I'm still recruiting. I'm still trying to get a wombat to the office, like an actual wombat or a quaka. Like I'll settle for a quokka, It's fine. But they keep saying no. And do I think this is the right decision? No. Is it what <laughs> they said? Yes. And I'm going to, you know, I- I'm going to keep advocating for my cause, but uh, for the many versus the few, something, something allergies or not everybody wants to pick up poop. I don't know, whatever, you know, <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll find some sort of compromise, and we'll try to get there. It's going to take time. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Okay. One well, day at a time.
1: Um. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, Khalil can't join the call, so we gotta um. No. All ha- right. Hang up and call him again. So we'll be right back. Right, cool.
2: <laughs> just a few moments later. Cool.
1: You were just finishing up about um, uh, some sort of health or allergy issues about having live wombats
0: <laughs> at <for> the office. <laughs> cool. Was like. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Reactive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Um,
2: what? How's it going? <laughs> oh,
0: goodness.
2: it's going fine. All right. So, so what were you talking about?
0: Uh, nothing banking? happened on the internet last week. Terrible so that's banking, cute.
1: and nothing happened. Yet, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. exactly. That's 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 what we talked about. Oh, so okay. nothing, not not too much. Um, uh, let's see what else. So so yeah uh, npm's unpublished policy has changed, uh surely not in reaction to what happened last week I mean what, what didn't happen last week uh, actually no, it's totally uh along those lines. Um, the unpublished policy has changed, which has which is really a it's a big change it's a big change in, in the way that npm does things and the way that people are going to be using npm um, but all in all it's made in the effort to make a better experience for everyone. Um, again, opting for the, the needs of the many. And uh, sometimes that means that the needs of the few are... We're still trying to address them, but it's going to be a little bit more complex for a few people mm-hmm. uh, as compared to... The thing is, what I think a lot of people don't realize is that 1%... Of our users publish modules. It's a tiny percentage. Mm. So the people who publish modules have are just so far outnumbered by the number of people who are read-only users. And so when we forget to think about the users who are read-only, it's actually really dangerous, right? Because they're they're trying to build applications and build the internet. And if you know one publisher breaks something that a bunch of other users are relying on, then that causes a bit of a problem.
2: But yeah,
1: uh, yeah you were saying before you know that you know the npm is not um, full of people that are like the the overlords and <laughs> trying to do evil <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And and I'm just curious because I've sort of been um, yeah out of the loop for various reasons. But how has been? how is the has the reaction really been? Or has there been like? nasty negative stuff there's and been a I, little what bit a little bit okay
0: yeah there's a little bit i mean um i like to th- I, I'm, I'm happy to say that there's been an outpouring of love and support from the from the community at large but there's always a couple of people who figure out ways to spam uh, us at npm or say nasty things on twitter or whatever and it's just like man i had nothing to do with this decision i had zero to do with the decision but the fact that I'm waking up and you know like I, I wake up in the morning and I check my email. There are very few people in our industry who don't do that. So I'm not weird in the fact that I do that. But it's really weird when you get like an email that's just like fuck you. <laughs> you're wow.
1: like,
0: oh, I didn't ask for this. I what? I, what why are you sending this to me? This I, I don't get it. And you're just like, okay, look, we're we're humans just like you are and I know you're not happy, but that's not the best way to use your anger it really isn't so no, and it's
2: not. also not, never a good response to uh, to a difficult problem in any case yeah. like all these yeah. kind of knee jerk reactions that were visible uh, last week were mm-hmm. very disappointing uh, and and uh like how's that even ever an option or an a way to go about things so Mm -hmm. um i i must say i really like uh the the new unpublished policies and uh, Mm -hmm. and i think they they make a lot of sense i think the blog post was really great that um ashley wrote and um yeah i mean did you talk in detail about what's what's changed
0: um so far today in the episode or Mm -hmm. no not yet
2: Okay, so 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 when I understood it correctly, it mean it the, the changes mean that if you publish something um, and you want to unpublish within 24 hours, it's no problem. Mm-hmm. And um, if 24 hours have passed, then you will always see if you, and you want to unpublish a specific version, then you will always see a message that you have to support. Uh, you have to contact support. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, the 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 overlying gist is um, if you made a mistake within 24 hours, it's cool. You can get rid of your stuff. Yeah. Um, that that still doesn't mean, you know, just as a heads up. Oh, shoot. Um, hold on. <laughs> let me mute, hopefully. <laughs> Silly phone's ringing.
2: This is a very important person. Everybody no. wants to talk to you. <clears throat>
0: okay, cool. All right, so... <laughs> so, that doesn't mean that, for example, if you publish a private package by ac- or if, yeah, if you accidentally publish something that's meant to be private uh, and you publish it to the public registry, that does not mean that if you delete it within 24 hours, you're safe. Um, because we have bots, there are lots and lots of bots that crawl the follower, like, like ch- follow the changes feed, and will immediately start downloading your module. Mm-hmm. Um, but within 24 hours, we feel pretty confident that there are. It's not going to be such a huge thing that hundreds of thousands of people are going to be affected. We're not worried about that. So 24 hours is a pretty good. Uh, oh shoot! I made a massive mistake. Let me let me fix this. Outside of 24 hours, um, if if somebody if somebody starts, people will start using your module eventually over time and now you may not necessarily know who is is using it or whatever um so we we would encourage you to talk to our support team who has the tools to say okay you have a whole bunch of of modules depending on you um especially, especially this specific version so uh why don't you put a deprecation notice and that like so they'll like basically work with you to make sure that everything is followed the best way and that it's not going to be it's not going to be a massive destruction of everything does this mean that yes that there's an extra step to unpublishing your module if people are depending on it yes is that annoying yes but is it better for the community as a whole? Also, yes. Will mm-hmm. we try to automate it so that you don't have to necessarily talk to support all the time? <clears throat> yes. That is definitely on like that that is we're going to be thinking about how to do that and make it easier so that you don't necessarily have to have a human in the loop. But sometimes you do want a human in the loop.
1: So mm-hmm. But have yeah. you do you have any idea what kind of bandwidth that's going to take from from NPM at this um, point? I mean, how how much churn is there like within the first I don't know, forty-eight hours, a week, or whatever, where people are just fiddling around, and now all of a sudden they need to talk to somebody.
0: That is an excellent question, and I do not have that data. Okay. So.
1: I guess you'll figure yeah. it out as you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say that most unpublishes tend to be people going, "Oh shoot, I messed up." Yeah. Um, and then they take care of it within twenty-four hours. Right. Um. Now you know. So the great thing about the blog post, which of course we'll link to here in the show notes is that there are multiple uh, kind of scenarios with different people with names and everything of like instances in which you need to unpublish a module. And in some cases, it's just going to be like, oops, totally forgot. And of course, there are also going to be the instances where it's like three weeks later and you're like, oh my God, I just found out about this massive security hole and I really don't want anybody using it. So let's get rid of it as soon as possible. I'd rather just take it completely out and then start over. Um that's gonna be a lot harder, especially if people are depending on it so yeah. yeah
2: but but in most cases um in most cases most projects definitely would just um and that's basically uh i would say very common practice is just to post uh, just to publish a new patch version that has a security fix for instance exactly so Agreed. yeah so that so that would be. <clears throat> So it definitely would be uh will be interesting to see how much uh, support requests you'll actually get, or if it's if it's yeah. really just a small amount that's easy manageable. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, unpublishing is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I don't think most. I mean, we the community really depends on Semver, and I think that is to its credit. If people use Semver properly, then you shouldn't really have to worry about that stuff.
2: Yeah, I also um saw some discussion about the semantics of publishing and unpublishing and what it actually means which was interesting to me too. Uh, so if I understand correctly then like legally um I guess when you publish to um NPM when you publish your software to NPM then that just means that you basically I don't know give NPM the license or the uh, opportunity to 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 take a copy of your software and pub- and and distribute that mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that necessarily you have like you as the developer now have all the rights uh, uh, of what happens with it when it is on npm
0: mm-hmm.
2: right or or does it or does it not i don't know i don't know i mean
0: it's, so o- you it's will open always,
2: source <clears throat> yeah Sorry. you
0: always own your code. Right. And you license your code. So, friends, listeners, please, please, please add licenses to your repos. This is really important. Um, but ultimately, you own your code, right? That is yours. You published it. It's yours. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, by pushing it up to NPM, it, it comes down to understanding how NPM works, right? We have a bunch of servers, lots and lots of servers, that have copies of the registry On like so, yeah. They have they have copies of the registry all distributed everywhere, so that we can serve packages really, really quickly. If it wasn't okay for us to make multiple copies of your package, then that would not be possible. So we we take the right of of you know making copies of your packages and running analytics on your packages and uh, you know just basic stuff of of. Basically saying, you know, okay, let's understand on the, on the on the shallowest level possible. What is this package? I mean, we have to read your package at JSON to make sure we're serving the right tarball and all of those good things. Um, we're not going to change your code. That's very much not in our purview. We don't have any rights to do that. Um, we can unpublish your code. We can get rid of it if we think it's malicious or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> and. W- if you decide you want to unpublish your code, we're going to work with you to make sure that happens. But once you publish it and another person downloads it and starts using it in their, in their, like, in their application, now you're, on some level, kind of responsible for their success. Only, only in the slightest, right? Because if you suddenly unpublish your code and don't tell anybody, then another person's going to be affected kind of in, an, in, in a potentially nasty way. In most cases, it won't matter at all it'll be a oh shoot the unpublished so now I have to go find another module that does something very similar Um, so there's it's difficult basically we're we're now coming down to a point where it's understanding how humans interact and how these lots of little dependencies that depend on other dependencies and more dependencies and dependencies all the way down uh, affect us all in an application level of environment you know so it's Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating human problem, a fascinating software problem, and you know, uh, there's so much stuff that we're still going to have to figure out over time. Um, before I get myself in trouble, please note that I'm speaking on my behalf <laughs> <laughs> not on NTM's behalf if you have questions i am not a lawyer
1: <laughs> <laughs> now but the policy i mean to me that makes it, it really makes sense because um i've i've actually run into this situation with with my employer where um they were not comfortable and sort of borderline saying you know they had this this fear of what has happened or what occurred last week basically it's like what if you know somebody takes this away and then we are SOL and our our business is not working anymore? I mean, it's not that extreme. They didn't understand it in, in all details, but you know, moving forward, your stuff breaks and your 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 stuff is disrupted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I think this is this is uh, like you said. It's it's in in, in the. In the best interest of the many, and, and it makes perfect sense to me, and it, I think it makes sense to people that depend on it to run their businesses. I mean, it'd be crazy otherwise.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Also, one one change that I think is great is that if it will if it's going to be unpublished, then there's going to be something. I forgot the exact name. There's going to be like security substitute packages or something like that being published um, under those versions that have been published before and are now unpublished so that you can't publish um, you can't publish something under the same name with a version that has been published in the past so that people can't sneak in malicious packages during some sort of Yeah. yeah during some sort of you know like Time in between, uh, unpublishing and figuring all that stuff out. Right?
0: right. Yeah. I mean, that is that has been a policy for two years. the The, the notion of publishing over another version, you cannot do that. That is okay. very much not allowed. Uh, specifically for the for the same reason that you just described. Right. Like, um, there's a technical reason as well. So, like, there's a social reason and a technical reason. And the social reason is people are expecting certain code to come out when they request a specific version of a, ca- of a package. And if that code were to suddenly change, that would ruin the trust. And so that it's just like a security issue. But there's also a technical reason, which is that if we were to override the, the tarball for that version number, then suddenly the SHA hash would not match. And that actually caused a ton of issues um, in, in the past, uh, especially you know, a couple of years ago when I was working doing some support on the side and because people would call in and be like, "Oh shoot, I accidentally un- unpublished. Can I please republish that same version number? I want my npm version number to match the version number on GitHub, match the version number elsewhere." And we would, originally we were like, "Well, okay, fine." And then it ruined everything. Everything broke because um, npm, the client, checks the SHA, uh, the SHA sum of, or maybe it's the MD five or whatever, but it you know some sort of hash that says this is what this file is, mm. <laughs> and when we would republish it, uh, that, that, that number changed. So um, for technical reasons and for social reasons, it was just never a good idea. Now that said, um, what I think you're, you're talking about, Khalil, is that <clears throat> moving forward, if, if, let's say, you unpublish something uh, after three weeks of having this thing published and so many people are, are using it or whatever and you talk to support, then we'll put a security kind of like page on that package page saying, hey, this, this was a different package. It has been unpublished. If you want the name of this package, you're going to have to ask support for it. And the major reason there is so that we can, we can very audibly tell you, please bump the major version on this package. Because, so I mean, if it's, if it's something silly like, I don't know, foo Um if you want a package named foobar and the, the person before you unpublished it, there's still going to be people depending on the old version of foobar maybe. And we want them to be notified that it's broken, that it's gone. They need to find something else and not accidentally again, download the, like, cause even if you only increase it by a patch number or a minor number, then Semver, most people Semver tends to be maintain the major and give me whatever you like on the minor and patch. Um, And that can definitely break them again. Again, that's another security issue. So if you at least bump by major, then most people won't accidentally break and it'll be fine or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's a mess. (laughs) The whole thing is a total mess, but it's all in the name of maintaining a happy, wonderful, supportive, safe community. Yeah, isn't it a little bit like growing up? What?
2: (laughs) I mean, for, for NPM, like that, that is, well, I mean, NPM is big already, but, but just like it's another step in maturing because basically something like that had to happen. It was, yeah. you know, like because it did happen and it was not it difficult for it to happen.
0: It totally did. So, and, mean- you,
2: and, and those new kind of decisions that you had to make is just like, uh, it's like a maturing process maybe for, yeah. uh, for just, just for even a package managing system.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm being sarcastic because all I want to you know really say is like I don't want to (laughs) grow (laughs) up. Don't make me grow up. I don't want to. But yes, you're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) No, we it's our little our little company that could is growing into uh, a bigger company that can't do everything for everyone, and that sucks. But anyway. Oh, goodness. But um, on the plus side, we have a shiny new homepage. Yay! Yay!
2: It looks Very great. Nice.
0: Yeah, that took a long time. It took a long time. But the cool thing is all the new stuff is uh, via the Frankenstyles, uh, or Dr. Frankenstyle and, and Pipple UI stuff. So it took us a while to, to componentize things and get new designs and build all the pages out and blah, blah, blah. And more stuff is coming. There's going to be more our whole goal is to improve the user experience um of being on the website and so slowly but surely we'll get there the flows are going to change the the designs are going to change um and it's it's exciting to try to help people feel more comfortable on our website because it's it's great but it's not as good as it can be so yeah, but
1: i think it it is uh, that that sort of hit the hit the nail on the head i think being feeling comfortable that's that's sort of what I came away with when I saw this. Like, first the wombat, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you got uh, the three little um, cartoonish people down there. Two of them are women. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just, you know, something that you don't see everywhere, and I think that's that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, too. So...
1: Yay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, and of course it says at the bottom, NPM loves you. I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so fun fact, it's always said that. Yeah. But nobody could nope. ever see it before.
2: I've seen it. It's true. now it's off. just very visible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because we do. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Enough about NPM. What else is happening in the world? Surely there must be something.
1: <clears throat> well AmberConf
2: happened, but I that's about all I can say about that. <laughs> Emucon happened, and somebody made a GitHub repository with like a list of all the things. Oh yeah, happened. Sugar Pirate did that. I think I think right. you saw that. Yeah. yeah, the videos are not up yet. Of course, it'll take mm-hmm. a week or so. Uh, they I
1: introduced think it, a new mascot. I heard.
2: Yeah, that's true. A female version.
1: Yes. So there's. Zoe. A, yeah. So we now. Yeah. So yeah, they're and, trying very hard to be even more welcoming as well. I think that's very cool.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm just catching up on this right now. <laughs> oh, he's adorable. Look at that little braid. Wait, wait a second. Zoe looks a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm going to have to have a chat with Tom Dale about this. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, okay, except for the bangs. I don't have bangs. So, you know, but, but the braid... That's totally, yes. Oh, gosh. Anyway, okay. Enough about me. <clears throat> Carrying on. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so <clears throat> definitely looking forward
2: to uh, the, uh, the videos from EmberConf. This, yeah. this is like every year that's, or at least for the last two years, those were highlights of the year, uh, in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to news in our JavaScript world. And um, so, yeah, I'm definitely um very interested in what happened this year.
1: Yeah, have you heard and anything? Just, I no, mean? I haven't heard anything except for the the link you posted to that repository and I quickly looked if the the videos were out but mm-hmm. they weren't. I mean, I saw they had a lot of new speakers um, and and again very diverse, which is nice. And uh, I'm just curious to see what um uh, you know beyond the 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 new mascot what they, what they came up with, because there's always something there that I think, or at least I feel like from my point of view, um, maybe this isn't accurate, but they sort of seem to lead the way with, um, you know, friendliness and welcomeness, politeness, etc., cetera, um, yeah. or inclusiveness, I guess. And that's just, just, yeah, like I said, I want to go there, but it's so far away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, as well, looking at the links that are uh, have been posted f- um, for the keynote, it looks like there's a lot of iteration stuff going on. Like Glimmer two, Ember fastboot has been announced last year, and I guess also is now done or something like that. Um, then they're also talking about Angular Angular CLI, which is based on Ember CLI. Then they're talking about Ember Redux, which is also has to do with um, their move to the Glimmer rendering engine, which allows you to use Redux, so this unidirectional data flow. Um, I guess that they also, that there's an implementation um, to just architect your Ember app with Redux now, which is which is awesome also. Ember Observer, I have no idea what it is. Ember Twiddle, no idea.
1: Ember Observer is the, uh, oh, it's it sits a- on top of NPM. Basically, it's sort of a moderated or curated list of uh, packages. That's for- right. Or amber, which is, I mean, that is really, really nice.
2: Yeah, and they uh, they announced that last year also already, so there must also yeah. must also be some some like iterate, iterate iteration on the observer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Did you mention
1: amber twiddle?
2: <coughs> yeah, amber twiddle. What yeah,
1: is that? that's that's really cool because now you can basically build, because um, before you had to <clears throat> do everything sort of the old style if you did it in JS Bin or something. And put all your you know templates and all that stuff mm. all in the same file and didn't really work. And now I think you can do it with modules and and sort of the Ember CLI way. I'm not sure oh. if it's if it works 100 percent yet. Crazy. But that that was sort sense. of the uh, the intent of that.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Webpack Bin, which is also uh, another thing like that where you can write JavaScript uh, and execute it right away. But it's also. A, you also have the the ability to do to use ESX modules and um, separate files and all this stuff. It's absolutely insane what, what people are doing. It's it's really it's awesome. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Twiddle seems to be similar. Yeah. Um, well, we don't know a lot about what's going on there, so I th- I guess uh, we'll talk about that soon. Uh, yeah, in, in an upcoming episode.
0: Cool. Meanwhile, you know, Bash is coming to Windows.
2: Woo! What's coming Woo! to Windows? Bash. Bash.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. So, 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 so they. Sorry. So they um managed to to implement or to they they are actually running Ubuntu Ubuntu. How do you say that? How do you pronounce U- Ubuntu? Ubuntu. Ubuntu um they they run ubuntu uh, the user was it, what was it called user space or whatever it's called um on windows on windows 10 actually there's an article about wh- wh- what exactly it is it's, not, it's no vm it's no it's not it's not recompiled for windows or anything like that they actually have a group within microsoft that that was building some sort of a some sort of bindings um for for a linux you know calls to the linux os to be translated to calls to the windows os and um apparently it, w- it works f- really well and it's super fast and uh so they they just run the literal ubuntu um binaries on Windows 10 and now you have bash in Windows. It's not 100 percent, but it's almost there and and uh, like in a developer preview you can you can actually play with it so that's uh, that's pretty amazing. It's great news for NPM also Shh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I know it definitely is. It absolutely is. I think it's going to I think it's going to really level up. Uh, the dev experience on on Windows for yeah. for people, especially for people who are not necessarily Windows users, um, who are migrating into the Windows environment. I think this is a brilliant move for Microsoft because I think it'll allow more people to say, "Oh, well." I mean, because I, I think about when OS X or uh, yeah went uh, had the Ubuntu kind of un- underlayer, right, or the the Unix underlayer. Like, that was a huge moment. And now when you go to conferences, you just see MacBooks everywhere, yeah. absolutely everywhere. The only person I can ever think of is Dominic Denicola with his one Microsoft Surface <laughs> computer at every conference, and he's always the odd one out. Um, and I think that's going to change now. That is genuinely going to change now. People are going to be like, okay, well, then I'll just transition over. Like, especially at, like, at a lot of companies, PCs are so much cheaper than Macs. And, uh, it's just going to, it's, it's, it's going to change a lot of things. I think this is going to be huge. Yeah, I think Absolutely so too. Absolutely
2: huge. I mean, I mean, the, the problems, not only really, not only people who are, um, uh, who, what did you say? A An, new to, to windows or, or, um come from OS X and I think it's it's really also especially for people who don't have you know don't have any other choice but using windows because of whatever reason because their company doesn't allow Macs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um or just for you know some people or whatever and they have to use windows and they have to use npm and they have to use git and they have to use and they have to do like front-end stuff or even node stuff then Mm -hmm. like it's such it's a pain yeah you always have to in do the, a in the current stand, state yeah. of windows it's just yeah. a, it's such a pain <clears throat> it's amazing like when you when you compare it to a mac uh, like big, i don't know why i think if you have like um if you have a completely fresh fresh install of windows whatever whatever and you do a fresh install of of git and you know which kind of git you have to use cuz there's also like secret knowledge like don't install this git you know use the other git or whatever and you don't and you make a fresh install of npm and then you do like an npm install but then also if you want to have like node sass and there's like a a, there's a binary a c binary to um to compile then you have to install like some visual studio crazy thing that is like one gigabyte and stuff like that uh well actually you also have to uh, install xcode in on, on mac to do that i think but but it's still it is easier like it's it's such a foreign kind of thing for for people for for people who have windows to have to install this like i've i've just experienced it so often and that you have like weeks passing you know weeks mm-hmm. without yeah, seen, without I've success i've seen that
1: too and and the the solution there or, or the thing that they just I've i've seen people do is simply use a vagrant virtual box with Linux on it to do what they need to do, which is nuts too, because it doesn't work any other way, or it's just too painful.
2: This is literally, this is huge for, mm. for Microsoft, for developers. That's literally huge. Yeah, And maybe it's even if they, I think that the Linux shell is also more powerful or has more common like uh command line software installed than than the Unix shell on um on OS X. So if they have the Linux shell then that's also maybe a competitive ava- advantage for Windows compared to Mac OS when it comes to developers. Um I'm not sure but but could be. But th- yeah, I think it's it's huge and it speaks to um where Microsoft is going right now. <clears throat> and how they changed,
1: yeah, it's yet another one of those pretty pretty amazing things they're doing.
2: I mean, mm-hmm. actually, it's not amazing though, well, it's just it amazing in them. context to how they behaved before that's exactly actually, I mean. it's <laughs> just like you should have done this it you makes know,
1: sense it makes perfect sense, but yeah, if you look I mean we should like before, that this is
2: the thing like everybody's <laughs> flipping out, but at the that's and I have the same reaction, but at the same time, I'm also thinking great Microsoft, I'm happy you're doing this, but you should have done this like <laughs> ages ago. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. this whole stance about Windows, blah, it was just idiotic, especially when it comes to developers and, and mm-hmm. the kind of software and all this shareware and how it was all ugly and full of bugs and full of mo- like sh- m- malware or blah. It's... <laughs> such a weird world. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a product of where they came from, right? I mean, they ruled totally. the, the enterprise space, the desktop space, and um, anybody that wanted to do anything there just was on .NET, and that was it. And now more and more things are going to the web, and they need to play nice, and I think they, they realize that, and they're doing great things. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Visual Studio Code, that, that, is, that is pretty sweet what that thing can do. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's remarkable. Yeah. You can you can you can debug your your app from Visual Studio Code that's running in Chrome. <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah. that's, that's that's pretty true. nice. Yeah, that's so. that's yeah, there's really awesome stuff they're doing and they really have super smart people there and they're putting that stu- those people to work now uh for the benefit of way more people <laughs> than they did before because yes. of yeah. because of all this open source work they're doing and um Yeah, I mean it's definitely, and I'm sure it's also you know not easy. It hasn't been easy for the new CEO to turn this company into that direction. Um, So there, you know, a lot of credit to to him, I guess, or his him and his teams. Um, But yeah, I mean it's really great. It's great to see it, and and like you said, Raquel, I'm very, I'm definitely very interested to see how the (laughs) the let's say let's call it the conference landscape of laptops is going to change. Yeah, definitely. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It'll be fascinating, for sure. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, So... So you're not
2: happy with the bank uh, services?
0: No, we talked about this uh, at the beginning while you were out. Okay. um,
2: Forget what I said then.
0: (laughs) Basically, UX is awful everywhere except at you know our little tiny companies where we hire for these people and yeah. they help make our websites better. So it's basically true. shout out to all the UX professionals. I, I think you're wonderful. Please keep doing what you do and infiltrate the bank and government services. Thank and you.
1: insurance please.
0: Oh and insurance yes <laughs> yes <laughs> healthcare, insurance, oh everything, everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Hospitals. Paying a bill is just the worst. Anyway, okay. <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> so, um, uh, so I think we're actually running low on time. I'm sorry, Khalil, you're only here for a short
2: I know. My Skype was acting up. I don't know. It's, maybe yeah. it was, uh, I don't know, something with the Build Conference. Uh, <laughs> Skype was jealous that it was not <laughs> the star of the Build Conference <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> probably. Did you see the Apple news? Just real quick. Mm-hmm. No, the uh, FBI
1: it's, withdrew their uh, their thingy because of supposedly they can do it oh, themselves now.
0: Yeah. What so, is up with that?
1: Apple mm-hmm. wins, question mark.
0: <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: they probably I mean, they, paid they, somebody they, a really big pile of money.
2: <laughs> Apple propped themselves up uh, the, the day before the FBI said, oh, no, it's okay, we have something uh Apple had their big announcement like not big announcement but their like their um yearly uh podcast episode about new products right Okay uh, mm. so i mean <laughs> you know what i mean the what the product announcement the iPad Pro has a new size whatever blah blah Oh blah, yeah blah. yeah yeah and um and in the beginning of that thing uh, Tim Cook went on stage and he was like, uh, "You might know that we're in you know like in a fight with the FBI, blah blah blah, but we're not going to give up and, you know blah 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 and he was like really like propping himself up, and like being like you know, like it was like a war cry basically <laughs> and then and then um the next day the FBI is like, um, you know what uh, we're not going to do this bye bye, and it kind of also lets it lets them, like, lets Apple stand there, like, already, you know, to fight. Now they don't have to fight. So it's it's questionable. Is this really... First of all, is this true that they really have a way in? Or maybe it was even true all the time already. They just had to call the NSA or something like that. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. That's also something that has been said. And it, it was just like this whole thing was just to basically... um Get it to court and to create a precedence so that that in the future it would be easier um to get it to people's phones and yeah, and if that's true, maybe they just they thought to themselves, okay, you know um Apple is maybe too powerful, and I'm not going to do this, who knows. But, yeah, um, or there's backdoor,
1: backroom negotiations. I, I
2: hate to be cynical, but like, yeah, like, yeah, of course. No, no, be, no, be yeah. cynical.
0: That's totally fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that makes
2: sense. Don't expect anything is <laughs> private on your phone. That's always a good, <laughs> yeah. good way right. right. uh, to go it. Uh, Keep uh, all your information open source. It's uh, it's. There's an implicit MIT license on everything. Okay, that's one way to think about it. Sure, sure. That's basically how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just wanted to shout out Did I do that already in this podcast? I think I did, maybe. Uh, Just a shout out to um, Dr. Boolean or um, his alter ego, Dr. Frisbee, because I've been, I I started reading this book, uh, Dr. Frisbee's mostly adequate guide to functional programming which is a really really great little book that that uh, if you don't know a lot about functional programming is a really cool introduction to it and and uh he's using um javascript as a language to to show functional principles and it's really so cool and s- so approachable and very friendly and is that uh, the
1: one you read about uh, about currying and you talked about mm-hmm. on your pod other podcast
2: yeah, yeah. It's ah, okay. Like a, mm-hmm. Cool. It's, the same. Yeah. it's really cool. And it's it's open source. It's on Git and it's a Git book. And I think you can even like contribute to it and stuff like that. So Yeah. Really and awesome.
1: before we forget, um we are still looking for a co-host for descriptive. Um we put a call out and we got uh, someone, but uh, unfortunately the that person was in a time zone that was on the other side of the planet would have made it kind of hard for us to schedule anything. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're trying to find someone that's sort of, I don't know, European-ish time zone and maybe in North America. Everything else is just, it's not practical. I don't think we can make it work. Um, so it, it kind of sucks to have to limit that, but it's just a, a logistical thing. Mm-hmm. So anyone who is interested um please contact us.
0: <coughs> <coughs> Lewis. <coughs> <coughs> yes. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I have something. There's something in, is there like throat. a wombat <coughs> stuck in your throat yeah, or something? I think I think so. It's mm-hmm. a, a, an adorable little wombat doing something cute in a in a gif. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what's there. Anyway, um Cool. Well, so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, shout outs to our newest members of the reactive Slack channel. I think all we have is Simon Hodgson, Hodgson but welcome Simon Hodgson. Welcome. Like the show and, and thanks for joining the <coughs> Slack channel. That was pretty awesome. Uh, do we have any new reviews?
1: Uh, we do not. Nobody
2: followed our call to. <laughs> maybe on. maybe we have to give maybe we have to give out like money or something. I wonder
1: if my Fido's broken. Maybe I'm on an old version, <laughs> I'm just reading a cash thing.
0: <laughs> could be. I don't know that we're supposed to give money, because that that could be con- misconstrued as bribing.
2: Yeah. No. Let's just say it's like hiring. (laughs) You get like one million uh, Prussian francs. Okay. For a review. Yeah. Not. (laughs) Nah, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, we need more reviews. Reviews, reviews. You know. And, um, yeah, and you find all the show notes at uh, reactive po- uh, reactive.audio. And you can talk to us uh, at uh, on Twitter at reactivepod. And I'm Khalil Tweets.
0: Yeah. And, um, and I'm Rockbot. And um, definitely join our Slack channel. We have – the Happy channel continues to be my favorite channel. Let's just be real. Like, yeah. just the most fun things happen in there. But the other channels are pretty great, too. We talk about all sorts of things, so, you know, come on in and play. The water is fine. Yep.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm uh, H. Glidergots on Twitter, and uh, yes, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we will pay you in smiles. How about that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, That's actually a really easy thing to do. If you've never done it before, just go to the link in the show notes. Uh, I'll take you right there. And uh, that's about it, so I'll talk to you next next week. <laughs> Next, mm-hmm. next, next, next week.
2: Uh, it <laughs> went so well, and now in the end. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> a-
0: we ruined anyway. it.
2: We have to delete Bye,
0: everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, yeah. Bye. Bye.